Baldwin, and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm the frustrated one that Dave did not wait for a moment of silence to make my editing hell. So, but my name is Cedius, and... I mean, I, I didn't wait for a moment of silence to make your life hell. This is his move and what we do. But hey, we, we don't have a parent, but we do have a Dave, so, you know, miracles? Uh, we also have a guest. <clears throat> How's it going, everybody out there in uh, podcast land? Uh, who, what is your name, guest? Well, uh, uh, my name is Nate. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if you want the, you know, like the full name, but uh, that's I, up to you, man. Um, uh, well, let's just call it Nate for now. Let's see if uh, if a, uh, a full name doesn't come out at, during the course of uh, our little adventure here. Thank All right, you, Cortana. Seriously, this computer. <laughs> I don't know why, but it really likes to pop that up for no good reason. Anytime I touch. Get anywhere near the touchpad, which is why I try to stay the hell away from it. You can disable those. <laughs> I've tried that, and every time I reboot the machine, it comes back. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice you were trying to fiddle with my knob settings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of fiddling with my knobs, Dave. Yes, Cedius. Let's, let's fiddle with the knob on the top and get some pores going. Yeah. Ooh. Give that a six. So, you are starting with this one, eh? I am. All right. What is it, Dave? It is the Glenlivet 12, first fill. And what does that mean, Dave? That means it comes from virgin casks that have just had their first fill. Well, virgin casks versus a first fill, a little bit different. This is the first run of something that's been a bourbon barrel just before being a scotch barrel. Well, yeah. But it means it's more likely to have more of the notes of the other thing that was in it, so we'll, we'll see how that plays. So, it being summer, it's a little bit harder to, to get the, the light to see the color, but it, it, it's apple juice. Yep. <coughs> in color is what I would say. Um, it's called also apple juice in the nose. Yeah. To me. Yeah, it's got a very cider-like smell mm-hmm. to it. <clears throat> well, that, that, that might appeal to, to Nate. He was telling us before the show got started here, he's more of a, a beer and cider person. So yeah, you, you were mentioning that you've had some limited whiskey experience, and you, you were about to regale us with a, a tale of whiskey. Yeah, just a very quick one. Um, uh, you know, I was, in, uh, I was in Dublin a few years ago, and... Uh, uh, you know, I, I started off my morning um, uh, taking the tour the you know, the Guinness Brewery there at St James's Gate, and um, you know, the uh, the main attraction there is a uh, a bar that they have with a 360 degree view of uh, Dublin, where you can just um, you know drink as as many pints as you want up there as long as you don't leave the bar. But once you want once you want to leave the bar, you're done. So on my way out, uh, after you know already being five deep. Um, I had one of uh, one of the tour guides uh, uh, lead me um, to the, the Jameson distillery, which was just a couple of blocks up from uh, St. James's Gate. So um, I took the tour at Jameson as well. And before we got started, uh, they had picked uh, four or five of us out of the crowd uh, for, uh, and told us that we were going to be doing something special at the end of the tour. And what that ended up being was a... Um, uh, it was a very a real impromptu uh, class on the different uh, different styles of whiskey from around the world, 
um, there we were, and they uh, sat and they poured each one of us eight different shots of, uh, of uh, different whiskeys from different parts of the world, and we were invited to compare and contrast. And um, after that, uh, between the five pints and the eight shots, I don't remember much of the rest of the day. <laughs> so, uh, and that was my best day in Dublin. Um, yeah, you know that being said, with my limited knowledge, uh, 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 with the uh, with the scotch that we're uh, sampling at the moment, I bet one could easily pour this in a kindergarten class, and the kids would not be the wiser. Mm-mm. Until they smell it. <laughs> Until they I mean, oh, well, there's there's smell going there, but the, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good smell. Do you remember any of the whiskeys that you had at the Jameson Distillery? Uh, yes. Well, of course, naturally they're going to start off. They're going to start you off with their bread and butter, mm-hmm. and, and so you know this is uh, you know this is an example of Irish whiskey. Of course, we're not going to we're, we're not going to serve you Bushmills. We're going to serve you Jameson. Um, so from there, they started with the Jameson, and from from there, I believe they went to an American bourbon, and that way they just had uh, it was Jack Daniels. Um, uh, so the least bourbon of bourbons. Jack Daniels. Well, yeah, Jack Daniels isn't really a bourbon. It's, a, it's a Tennessee whiskey. It's not really bourbon. Yeah. Eh, eh, uh, anyway, we can eh. continue. On. Continue. On. <laughs> um, so, uh, for, uh, so after that, I believe they did uh, uh, they did Scotch whiskey, which um, I'm afraid I do not remember uh, which one they poured. Huh. Um, hundred and twelve distilleries in Scotland. Take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it being Jameson, it was probably Turconnell or something they owned. So yeah, it could very well it could very well have been. And, you know, the only thing that they, uh, uh, with me with my limited knowledge, um, yeah, it, it smelled like peat, so I knew it was Scotch. All right, so it wasn't one of theirs, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, you know, I'm trying to remember. Uh, you know what other styles they had. The only one, the only other one that I uh, uh, recall by name was a um, Yamazaki, uh, mm. yep. a Japanese whiskey. Yep, yeah, that, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Whichever uh, one it was, it was a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, it's either the twelve or the eighteen. It's probably the twelve. I would think. But flash forward a few years um, uh, to. Uh, not this year, but you know, this uh, this, uh, this last year, uh, when Dalton and Wade was still open down in, in Minneapolis, um, I, I decided to have a, uh, a, a like a mini wake of a meal there. Um, that because that was the uh, the day I learned that um, uh, Anthony Bourdain had uh, passed away, and uh, being a chef by trade, it kind of hit me a little hard. Um, so I just decided to have a really good meal in his honor, and I. I finished that off with uh, with a 22 year. Um, I believe I can't remember if it was a Yamazaki, but I know it was a Japanese whiskey. Huh. Um, but it, you know, as far as whiskeys go, that's probably the smoothest. If you can remember the price, I can tell you what it was. <laughs> well, 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 oh no! Well, I I, I I remember the price because I was because I was you know intent on paying it, but after you know striking up a conversation with the maitre d' who also happened to be one of the owners of the restaurant, he comped it. But uh, it was a one ounce pour, and it was forty five dollars. Yeah. So you're probably looking at the Hibiki twenty one. Okay. 
oh well you know what that sounds about right <laughs> yeah um, uh, all, all, all I knew was that it was a Japanese whiskey which uh, you know you know which I'd only had the one time before and wanted to try again and it was the oldest and the most expensive so I went and it's, <laughs> so I said screw it <laughs> uh, I have a tendency to do that with you know with you know, yeah. with spirits. So so the apple juice kind of faded out for me. Yeah, well, of, I mean, after nosing it for five minutes, it kind of went away. Uh, um, well, it, it, it's moved into butterscotch territory for me. I get that a lot on the palate. I, I I'm not palated yet. Oh, I, I'm in charge of pacing. I know, and you sometimes put you fast. So I, I needed a drink. Yeah, me too. It's been a long month. So, you know, doing that whole building up the convergence schedule thing, and on top of that, I, I took my traditional Memorial Day week off to try to do some, like, house clean and purge stuff, and I failed utterly to make <laughs> any real... I mean, the, the living room is organized because... I started with rooms that I'd already done and pared things back down to, you know, presentable status. My bedroom is mostly done. I, need, I want to move my musical instruments somewhere else, but I think the means to do that is going to require more time and more people. I'm going to, I'm going to move the love seat out. I'm going to move the DVDs shelves to the love seat, and then I'm going to move the litter box against that wall, and then I think I can move the, the guitars into the corner where the litter box is in the library right now. And then I, I still need to get rid of a few more books so I can shelve everything. And then I managed to come up with two more bags of clothes to get rid of that I didn't realize that you know, Excellent. were running around. Some of it was old LARP costume stuff mm-hmm. that I don't need to keep anymore and, and things like that. But yeah, I, I, I did manage to get a few things there, but I, I didn't even touch the kitchen, nor did I touch the computer room, which means it is still unusable after two and a half years. <laughs> so... My, my gaming machine is going to be out of date before I get to use it again. So, yeah, sounds like my kitchen. But I, I'm the Japanese whiskey connoisseur here. Mm-hmm. So, I am a big fan of the Japanese whiskeys. After sampling you know, what I've had, I'm a fan. I'm just, I'm they, they do them real well. The problem is, is that the price has gone way up on them. Yeah. And it's just... You ain't kidding. I, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of ex- exposure to different, fa- uh, many different facets of Japanese culture, and you know, the Japanese to me, it seemed like you know, they'll they'll take us, you know, one thing, and they'll with laser focus, and make the best example of it that they can, whether it's food, whether it's electronics, whether it's a vehicle, or whiskey. Well, yeah, and so and the thing with the Japanese whiskeys, I mean, they've been... Suntory's been open since 1924. They do the Yamazaki and the Hibiki. Okay. Um, and they are arguably the most popular. Uh, but they were completely unknown outside of, really, Japan and Asia until just five years ago. Really? Yeah. That's soon. Like, um, my first bottle of Yamazaki, I had this special order... I was at a Yamazaki 18. I found out about it through the wonders of the internet, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I, I, had a, I went to my local MGM and, and I got them to special order it for $110 mm. for a bottle of 18, which, yeah, it's a fantastic price. You can't find it for 600 now. Right. <clears throat> um, 
you know, and the Yamazaki 12, once it started to become, it started to be stocked, uh, was $40 a bottle. Now you're lucky to find it for 160 hmm. And my last bottle I picked up, I think I picked up for 80 bucks, and that was a couple, three years ago now. So, um, but what happened was, is that in 2012, I want to say, uh, Suntory came out with their 50-year for a million yen a bottle, upon which they sold out of that reserve in uh, 48 hours. Wow. And then they uh, turned around, used that money, and uh, bought a little-known beverage company, you may have heard of them, called Jim Beam. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, our viewers have heard me tell this story before. Yep. Uh, yeah, so this, on the palate, I get uh, a lot more of the, the butterscotch, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but it's still a little bit of an undertone of apple. Yeah, it's there. It's a little rough, though. I'm not finding it rough at all. Oh, I, this, I this think is, this, is, this is pleasant and smooth. It is uh, much better than I was expecting for a first fill to be. No, so. see, it's... it's it's punching me a little hard, um, but the, the the bourbon notes are certainly there um, in the palate. That you know, butterscotch plus apple plus a little bit of that you know standard bourbon flavor. I think this is very drinkable. Oh, it's drinkable. It's 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 it just hit me a little harder than I was expecting. Are you talking about alcohol content? Because it does feel like. Like I get a little burn in my stomach, like it's a little heavier than the normal. Yeah, the, bit, the, but the, the 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 burn hit me. The the, the mouthfeel of it was was. Oh, see, it's it's smooth in my mouth. Mm. It's only forty three two, okay. so it's a little higher than a normal Glenlivet is, but still not uh, not something that I wouldn't just drink straight out of the bottle. I'd say I, I didn't necessarily want to chalk it up to my, uh, you know, my uh, my Scotch virginity, uh, as it were. But uh, yeah, you know, it does. Uh, it's got a bit of a pronounced burn in the, you know, in the back of the throat, but it's not, you know, it, it's not so harsh that you wouldn't, you know, uh, you know uh, have a second glass if you really, if you were so inclined. Yeah. And I should clarify that the burn is on the tongue, not the throat, and so. Mm. I think it might just be it, it might just be a, a difference in the amount of, of oxygen that's hitting our tongues in terms of how you breathe or how I breathe. And yeah, I try to keep my mouth about as oxygen free as possible when drinking my my scotch. Yeah, and I, I try, but I have to like remember to try because my natural inclination as an asthmatic is, is still less with the nasal breathing that I'd like. <clears throat> so I probably do a little bit more open mouth than you. Nose for me, it's mostly gone. It's just yeah, that died real hard. I'm, I also am going to need to reset my nose with the with the lovely coffee we have. True stone coffee, indeed, it is true stone coffee. Fresh roasts, cool beans. They uh, fresh roast and deliver to your door uh, if you're if you're local to the Twin Cities area. Uh, I have no idea how far their their delivery distance is. I I, I know our guest is uh, from Somerset. So I, I I don't know if they'd be able to do next day delivery to there. If it'd be it'd be two day, I, I can't imagine they wouldn't be able to deliver to Somerset. But uh, if you're interested and you like coffee, 
of which they have lovely varieties. Right now, we're, we're, we're uh, resetting our nose with, with a pre-ground decaf that I have specifically for my pour-over pot. Um, you can use the promo code SCOTCH to get 10% off the entirety of your order, and that does include their merchandise, not just the coffee. And it is, it is well worth giving them uh, giving them the business, and their, and their merch is great. So uh, get some coffee, get some coffee mugs, get, get some lovely uh, glasses that they have, maybe a T-shirt. It's all good. 10% off the whole thing. So they support us. we got to support them. That's and, right. And it's, 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 it's good times. And their coffee is absolutely the best I've had in, in a very, very long time, if not ever. We should get them back on. We really should. Coffee. Um, the, the, the people that, that were on with us, mm-hmm. Tyler might still be, I, I know Scott has, has left the company, but oh, oh. We, uh, we, we still have the possibility of maybe getting them on again. But even with the reset, the nose is yeah, virtually I, gone. Yeah, it's still nothing to me. It's a little bit of alcohol, but yeah, I'm, tannins... I'm, I'm sticking my nose all the way in, and I'm getting nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to breathe deep on that one. Yeah, and that one to get uh, to get the uh, you know, full experience on that. And then it's just a weaker version of what had been. So I mean, it didn't really change. Yeah, it's a little rougher too. So what 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 was the pal? Oh, so so you're saying the palate got rougher? I was talking about the nose still. Oh yeah, no, the palate got rougher, um, but more of the same. I would, I would drink this neat until the bottle was gone. And the, the 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 tongue burn that I was talking about before actually lessened for me a little. Oh, it increased for me. Interesting. So I was saying it was rougher. Yeah. But I would not say that the flavor changed dramatically for me. Um, now that particular swell at the top of the finish, since I was talking while it was still kind of coming off. Now I'm, I'm getting a little bit more burn on the tongue. It's a um, little sweeter, like uh, yeah. Like there was a hidden note in there that we just missed that just popped up. So I was, hi, I'm full of candy and sweetness and candied something. I feel like I've got a touch left. Let's see if I can get it. But I, I, I'm with you. The, the sweetness did increase. Almost a sweet corn, honestly. Yeah, it's like fresh sweet corn, corn on the cob. Yeah. Oh, hey, sense. there's a parin. Yeah. Hey. There's a parin. We've mostly just finished this uh, this yeah. first pour, but we can probably sneak you in. Oh. <clears throat> parin will take an untraditional spot at the table. That's all right. Is what we get for recording on Tuesday. Stupid holidays. Throwing yeah, off. well, that and it is my daughter's uh, last day was today uh, for school. And so it was a very weird day of, like, she had school for two hours. Except it was weird. So my, you know, I was like, do 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 and I'm helping her with stuff. And it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> look at that. I'm a bad person. Hi, I'm Parent. Nate, pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, mate. Nate, Nate. Well, mate, but you know that sure. would be if I was British. Oh, well, well, Perrin. That's British, isn't it? French, but you know. Uh, all right, they're, yeah, they're close, the same thing. Close enough. How can anyone tell the difference? I mean, you can't. Half of the British monarchy are French. 
very true. <laughs> they sound. They now different. sound slightly different, though. Just, just, just a, just a little. Just a, just a so, so, did you want to sneak in and, and try to rush through on this one? Or sure. Too late now. Say, no. Aww. It's too late now. Dave, Dave's in charge of pacing. I can't That's do anything right. about it. Okay. He's a prince. I'll just. Right. All of our glasses are empty. You're not missing much. I don't even have a glass. I was. Oh, there it is. I was just going to drink out of the bottle. <laughs> See, I told you that's what I was going to do. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I'll let you read though. <laughs> oh, oh, great! I get to read the thing. Shores, you don't get. To, oh, it's a glance. Yeah, it. <laughs> See, <laughs> I didn't miss much. High up in the remote area of Glenlivet, George Smith was the first to produce a whiskey of such exceptional quality that it went on to define the taste of Speyside. Who tastes Speyside? It's, it's like, makes me think of some guy walking around like nibbling on everything he sees. His definitive single malt inspired so many other distilleries to adopt the appellation Glenlivet that it became known as the longest Glen in Scotland. In 1884, a legal agreement was reached to distinguish Smith's original whiskey by referring to it exclusively as the Glenlivet. Color, bright amber gold, just like this box. <laughs> nose. Here, since I wasn't here for this, what was the nose? Uh, we, we, we mostly got uh, apple and butterscotch notes. Wrong! Vanilla with floral notes, tangerines with hazelnuts and almonds, cream caramel with grated nutmeg. The grating is what makes it nuttier. Well, to be fair, the creme caramel could be could be with the butterscotch note as well. They're pretty similar. What did we have for palate? Burn. Burn. Wrong. <laughs> Creamy vanilla. Coconut flakes, a slice of buttered toast with sweet orange marmalade. And maybe give it the butter. Right. Maybe give it the orange marmalade. Mm. Ripe, fruity pears. No. Smooth and silky. No. Finish. Did we have a finish? It was, it was not there. Wrong! It was warm, rewarding, and oak scented. Gently spicy, lingering finish with it, almonds. It did not linger, and there were no nuts in there. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, in all honesty, it was quite fleeting. I'm sorry, it says it lingered. Therefore, you are wrong. I'm learning things today. Normally, <laughs> normally I call Cork Dorkery on this kind of bullshit. However, since I wasn't here, I can only go with what was written. <laughs> and we can call Cork Dorkery. Well, sure. But <laughs> and you know that marketing never lies. No, especially not with the Glen Livet. Not mm-hmm. those other Livets that are not the. But this is the Glen Livet. So, so you're saying there's a difference between the Glen Livet and a Glen Livet? Uh, well, not not so much anymore, but like a hundred years ago, there was. I'm assuming there are like baby livets running around Trill. somewhere. 
<clears throat> He's like, but but that I want escaped that. the Glen. Fair enough. <clears throat> so now is the part of the show where we put a number on this. Bitch. Baby dance. Yeah. Uh, so three is average. Five is awesome. One is a war crime. That's how we do. Um, I'll go first. With this amazingly shiny box and all the amazing things it said, this must be the best scotch ever. I mean, it's gold colored. It must be made. It must taste like gold, right? Right, right. And as we all know, gold is like the second best tasting thing. Well, third, behind platinum and uranium. Oh no, no, mercury is up there too. So no, mercury is number four. Um, mercury is how you cure uh, the clap. That's it. Syphilis. Or no, syphilis. Syphilis. Eh, it probably works on them all. Rhodium doesn't even place, huh? Eh, it's in the top ten, but uh, not really. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> so, Dave, why don't you really kick this off? <clears throat> yeah, so, neat. This was utterly drinkable. There wasn't uh there wasn't a ton of flavor to it. There wasn't a ton of nose to it. Are you writing on your cat's nose? No. Well, there's going to be some nose to it. <laughs> and, um... But it was it was pretty smooth. It's kind of what I would expect from a Glenlivet 12. Actually, I would say it has just a little bit more flavor, so I'm going to go 325 on this one. Okay. Uh, I don't disagree that it has a little bit more flavor than the Glenlivet 12, which has basically been kind of our standard for what a 3 is. That's my base to, to it for, for a lot of, of purpose of the show. Um, but I think 325 is a little generous. I'm going to give it a 3-1. Um, it, it, it's okay. I If you like bourbon and you like Glenlivet, this might be a nice marriage, but I am only a passing bourbon fan and... Glenlivet has never really been my jam, with the exception of the French oak, and so uh, French, French oak. oak. I know, mm. but um, yeah. So I, I, like I said, I can't, I can't, in good conscience, give it better than a three-one. Um, you know, uh, being uh, it, it, it being one of the first scotches I've had in a very long time, um, I would definitely say that it's. I would say it's a wonderful. Uh, starting uh, you know, a, a nice gateway scotch, if you will. Um, uh, you know, to, to, to people who are you know, a, a bit uninitiated, um, you know, giving your uh, uh, your rating system, uh, I'd, I'd rank it a little slightly higher. I'd give it a three point five. Huh? I had not noticed when I I at first was like. Why are we drinking a Glenlivet 12? I could have sworn we'd done... Hmm. I mean, how could we not have done a Glenlivet 12 by this time? But I see this is the first film. Mm-hmm. I assume you've you've gone into yep. what that means. Did you know, Did you read that it, this is a balance of late flower, summer flowers and ripe, ripe fruit aromas? No, no you're no, supposed to be reading the box. Reading well, your job. yeah, but there's, there's a bunch of... Typical Glenlivet crap. I read here. the whole goddamn thing. Yeah, but we just put up with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't be all like, well, did you read this? No. It's your fucking I job? I didn't want to uh, reread what what I wasn't sure if you guys read. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
Single malt Scotch whiskey matured only in first fill American oak casks. The Glenlivet 12 year old first fill has a perfect balance. Ooh, perfect balance of late summer flowers and ripe fruit aromas. Exclusive edition. Ooh, well, I'm not sure about anything can really be claimed to be exclusive if you sell it in stores. Especially if we get it. Yeah, mm. um, yeah I mean, we're about as unexclusive. If you let us in, you, have lost, you have lost all exclusivity. Oh, what, uh, what caught me about that? Uh, Calling uh, me a slut? The description well, of the box of. was that it was perfectly balanced. So the Glenlivet 12 first fill endure, wholeheartedly endorsed by Thanos himself. <laughs> I'm... I, I'm also wondering, does this mean their non-first fill is unbalanced? Or are they all what? perfectly balanced? I'm sure they're all perfectly balanced. I'm sure they are. Many, many a thing in this world is great, even though they're unbalanced. Well, I, I, as we're drinking, I think they are now unbalanced. Because we are all unbalanced. Been that way for a while. Yeah. It didn't take alcohol to really get me, no, it, it, get it, me there. Works, yeah. be, works better for me that way. Yeah. The drugs really haven't helped either. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, for me in, the, in my case, anyway. I won't say they've hurt, but... <laughs> so, uh, did you already do both? Or no. This, no? Dave, Dave's in charge of pacing. He's decided he's going to be the tortoise today. After I gave him grief for being the hare. That's right. Nope, you've, only <laughs> missed, you've only but missed the one. Oh, don't we have, like, story time? Get your... I'm handing it. I'm handing it to Man, and I didn't even lick this one. Usually I pre-lick <laughs> all the bottles that he touches. <laughs> he hasn't been here in a while, so he's feeling, you know, he really Protective. needs to, to put Fair everything enough. in. Fair enough. No, no, you know, I've... Y'all made me fly solo last month. Mm. Yeah, well. Oh. Well, you, yeah, uh, uh, Dave, you've been, you, uh, you've been here since the beginning of the podcast. Would you say I've dodged a bullet by having Perrin come in late? Well, you, we, you can't dodge a bullet here because that's a bourbon, and we don't do that here. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, I mean, as, as far as things go, it, usually Perrin is the one who does the, the, the readings, as he was able to do here. Um, and I've served my purpose. And so... You know, Pick up the cork and serve that purpose, too. I was going to say, I'm sorry, that's not... Because otherwise Trill is going to play with it. Yeah. It's not going to be a good damn thing. Well, I will say, for this next pour, it's already starting at 0.2 higher than normal. For its funky glass bottleage. Yeah, it, 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 it's got a it's got a fun shape going on here. I mean, I'm going to agree. That's uh, that uh, that, that looks like a scotch for a goth club. <laughs> <laughs> kind of does. I like that. So, <clears throat> hanging goth goth club goth clubs goth clubs often. I do not because um, I'm cheery for the you know for the most part. I do have a zest for life, and uh, I do want to wake up every morning. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I, I'm all for the waking up afternoon. When I when I hear zest for life, I always picture somebody taking life in a grater. Just yeah, that's what I too. I know it hurts, but it's zesty. <laughs> it's a bar of soap and a towel. And oh, that also works. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm 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 torn, trying to figure out: Would you drink? Would would goths drink scotch? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave's right there. <laughs> no, no. Notice that he's going to have to think Lock, about that. Lock do. It was scotch made for the goths. I'm telling you, it's like Lock do. The gloomy scotch. It's it's dyed black, 
And I I want to get a bottle, but it's a 150 fucking pounds, and you've got to have an address in England. Man, wow. Huh. Well, you know, I, day. You know oh, don't, don't get us started on the Minnesota liquor laws. It's no, 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 no. This they only ship to England. Yeah, Lock Lock Dew doesn't go. Oh, anywhere. really? Yeah, I it's a shop distillery since 1999. They were only open for a few years, but yeah, that that, that they, bottle we had that we had that small sampling from yeah. was, was very watered down when yeah, we had it. Was, it. Oh, okay, and, and it, was, um, it was not okay. I I could have sworn I've had Lock Dew though. We we, we have no, not just here. Oh, but but well, anyway, it's possible. Uh, even if that one isn't. Generally shipped here. There was a very specific lock. There's got there's a not, lot of ridiculous liquor laws that prevent um, anything from coming. Yeah, I learned that. I, I've learned that in the, in the relatively short space of time that I've been in the area, which is uh, which is why I find myself uh, happier um, and uh, now that I live in Wisconsin. As opposed to the Minnesota, because they'll uh, drink anything. Well, you know, it was it was really shocking to me. It wasn't all that long ago. I was sitting in, uh, 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 you know, I'm a, I'm a perennial favorite at uh, Olafit Brewing in Somerset, where I live, and um, we have a couple of regulars uh, there, whose uh, son during the summertime uh, runs a little food stand, a little food cart out in front of the uh, the, the brewery. And he's got to be, I think he's 15, 16 years old. Um, one night last year during the summer, you know, he wrapped up shop a little early, came into uh, came to the brewery, just sat down with his parents. His, you know, his parents said, uh, "What do you want?" And the bartender, you know, poured him a tulip and set it down. And I just, <coughs> and I was at the other end of the bar, just kind of looking at the bartender, and he looks at me, he's like, "What?" Right, I'm like, really? He's like, oh, you didn't know that? And he's like, the he's only like, two states in the union that do have yeah. And I and I just thought to myself, how refreshingly German. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's it's on top of my frustration with um, the way drinking is handled in the U.S. in general, which makes it. Uh, the forbidden fruit, which everybody, when they become legal or get not not legal but get an opportunity, leap on it like it's the best thing ever. And I mean, I like drinking, or I wouldn't be on this podcast, but I'm also not 18, 19, or 20, or 15, or 16, or whatever age. So, yeah. And see, I'm sort of used to that. I'm originally from Detroit, so I got started early because I was just a stone's throw from Windsor, where the drinking yeah. age is 19. So, well, I I got grandfathered in when they upped the drinking age to 21. So that was always surreal when I could drink at school, <laughs> go to college, drink, go back home. It was three years ago, wasn't it? Um, I have no clue. Uh, no, I think it was just it was three drinking. Two. Uh, well, then I drank some very high proof three two. It's really not beer; it's liquor. I, I will uh, I will say this though. Uh, you know, speaking as a bit of an uh, uh, of an outsider, um, you know, congrats to uh, to you for uh, for finally getting Sunday sales. Not that uh, rather recently. Kitten, you we, we eventually will, not. I don't know. Have all those fun abilities like the blue box. Yeah, and being able to have alcohol shipped here without, you know, giving somebody a bunch of money. Yeah. 
Now that that one's unlikely to completely go away anytime soon. No, which no. is why we still don't have Nuclearis in this state. Out. But well, I have to say, I'm liking the nose. I'm not. It's nutty. It's fruity. It's. I had a bit of anise in the nose. Yep. Yeah, this is pretty much. Ever, it's like a space side with, uh, with anise on it. It does remind me a fair bit of Chinese fried spice, of which anise is a major component. Um, maybe a little almond. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll see almond. Uh, the anise, maybe a touch of nutmeg. I'm just gonna let you guys talk about what you smell because I smell like a whole bunch of crap that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> like it smells like scotch. <laughs> no. Scotch smells good. No, it just smells like the almond is very strong in this. It's not it doesn't quite smell like amaretto, but there there's some amaretto here. Fruitcake. Is the word you're looking yeah. for perhaps maybe regret? I mean there's there's some of that in there too for sure. <laughs> well the, the taste is where he'll really that's, get his regret. That's how you know it's a goth bottle. Is, is okay. Like you, can, you can taste the, you can smell the regret. Fair point. No, it I, is a classy bottle. Uh, Trill. Trill. That that was no cheese for you, buddy. That was uh, not sure how to say. Hey, hey the pal. cat. The Come cat. On. The cat, on, the cat has its claw in the cheese bowl. Apparently that comes out as the bit, the bit, the bit. Yeah. Use your words, parent. Use your words. I did. Apparently you don't speak the same language. Um. Oh. I'm going to give it a, give it a taste. Getting so fat you can't jump anymore? Actually, he's lost weight, Dave. Woof. Yeah, that the, you, I think you've summed it up perfectly. I I, I took just you know the barest. Ooh, there, uh, there's that burn you know, that the, I, dri- I dribble miss. of it, and uh, yowza is. Yeah, I, I'm not disliking some of the notes I'm getting, but it's got way too much of a burn mm-hmm. to to really enjoy. Um, I'm just the finishes. Is extended. Um, some tannin. It's got a little burn on the finish. Um, Anise is just overpowering. See, I'm not getting that much in the palate. Oh, I get it in the palate. I get it in the the finish. Oh, oh yeah, on the, on the floor over there. Oh, thanks. I do believe Trill is using it as a chew toy. Yeah. Uh, Not new. <laughs> it's overpowering to me. I, I'm sure there are other flavors under here, and I'm sure that they're also not good. <laughs> <laughs> You're all comparing. Is that your, is that your scientific estimation? <laughs> yeah, the there, I there's. I didn't choke on that one, but I came really close. There's, de- there's definitely a strong nut um, palate flavor. Um, my second um, dry taste um, did not burn nearly as badly as no. the first one. Um, Still tasted terrible though. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not like 
third or fourth sip in without clearing the palate. Now I'm getting a little bit of the anise, but it's still only a little bit. I mean, we're, we're, we're not anywhere near Jagermeister territory in terms of how much, like, liquid oh, no, flavor no, no, I'm no, getting. Absolutely. Like, this is curious what the fucking Jag is. Yeah. Well, I would hope not. I, the last time I checked, Jagermeister wasn't a scotch. <laughs> We've had a few single malts where, where the, uh, the flavor came through and... and I, I won't say it would rival Jägermeister in terms of it, but it was as much as a non-licorice-flavored like licorice flavored liqueur is going to get licorice. Yikes. And uh, I'm a little surprised. It's only 43. No, that doesn't. Percent. Well, it's a 10, so... No, yeah, but... On space side. It was an aggressive enough initial that I'm surprised it's not a little higher. I'm not shocked. I'm not saying I expected 50. I'm just saying if it had been, you know... It would have been 46. 46, I would... Are you forgetting no, forgetting which pipe goes to where? No. You decided you wanted to gargle with it? It's no. Not, it's, not, it's not quite mouthwash. No, no, no. Yeah, it's like, it's just a shade away from, you know, Coolman. Uh, but, uh, no, that, that's on me for, uh, for rather stupidly applying the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, rules for wine to uh, to uh, uh, to scotch, which evidently does not work very well. <clears throat> I will say yeah, that the, the the rosemary gouda cheese. If I have a piece of that and then sip this, the anise is stronger. So something about the rosemary brings it out. You know, it's weird because I don't like anise, and I'm just not getting that much of it. No, it, it's not nearly as powerful as, as, as Dave was making it sound, as far as I'm concerned. But terrible, so you might just be hypersensitive to that flavor profile too. Yeah. So he also could be wrong. <laughs> well, he's Dave, so that's 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 <laughs> not happening. Or he's got he's goffing out on us. Doll doesn't matter. I can Some taste. Doc and terrible. I can well, taste the on the on we. He is slumped over and sulking a bit, so uh, so maybe it is having its intended effect. I, I I will outside of the show introduce the two of you to a bottle you missed last week, uh, or rather last month. Yeah, we'll see how goth is its frock because it's uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll show you and and you'll go what interesting. So uh, time to add a little water. Yeah. The the nose is fades a lot. You do not get to pour yours into mine, Dave. You know, do you know why uh, Goths like Scotch? It's that long, gloomy finish. Um, no, uh, the nose. It still has. It's still it's just a look at it. God damn it, Aaron. <laughs> oh, even if I wanted it, I'd make him drink it because I could. I mean, no, you can't. It's mm. gonna end up in the drain. Well, I but, but but you're you're losing your goth cred. You're supposed to poison your soul, and this is definitely poison for your soul. Mm, this is this is different. How much do you have left? Half is poor. Yeah, if not more so. Ooh. You gotta catch up anyway. Yeah, I was thinking. Well, uh, <laughs> I find this very uh, rather interesting. On the uh, second go, after uh, putting a little bit of water into it, I don't get anise at all. But what I'm getting is more. Uh, 
a you know a caramel, a dark a darker caramel that's maybe been left on the stove for a, a minute too long. It's not to say it's a bad thing, but it's definitely strong and pronounced. Yeah, um, I can see where you're going with that. Uh, the nose is. It's still in the same category as, as the dry nose, as the neat mm-hmm. nose. It doesn't change hugely. I, I will say the water pulled most of the anise out of the nose for me as well. Um, I see where you're going with that, like, overdone, caramelized something. The burn, still getting the, the burn is significantly reduced. Agreed. Um, neat, very harsh. Couple of, you know, a, a little bit of water added to it really mellows it out. I find the, the finish very tannic. Um, the water brings up tobacco oh, notes to me. Yeah, that's tobacco and um, sort of an earthy clay kind of... Uh, yeah kind of thing um, I was going to say pepper right now there's, no, there's, there's, there's a little a pepper hint, in a hint of pepper mid to late finish some, some pepper jumps in um, Still yeah the early finish I wasn't finished. enjoying it has it does have a nice extended finish mm-hmm. I mean it, it <laughs> as Dave shakes his head in derision I'm not uh, this is not something I'm going to rush out and get but I'm not hating it Yeah, it's really all about the tobacco notes in the palate, mm-hmm. which, you know, since I <clears throat> often get sick if I have a full cigar, if I'm in the mood for cigar flavor in my mouth, mm-hmm. this will do. I figure I could make this by taking a bottle of Glenlivet 12, of which I can get a handle for $32.99, and a bottle of Yag, and just fucking half and half and Sounds like so, uh, sounds like so you love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, sounds like one drink's getting one uh, a, a one. Uh, you no, know, it's not a one. Mm-hmm. We've we've had some pretty stellar ones. Yeah. Founded eighteen ninety seven. Spirits of enlightenment. Tamdus Bayside single malt Scotch whiskey. Inspired by the enlightenment. And two centuries of industry and endeavor. Wait, how did they get two fucking centuries from 1897? Right. Time flies. They 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 span the three different centuries, but there's not two centuries worth of fucking lyrical motherfuckers. Math is hard. Of industry drunk. and endeavor. A co of gentlemen, merchants, and purveyors of the can-do spirit devised and constructed the era's most remarkable distillery with the singular aim of producing the world's finest single malt scotch whiskey. 
1897, Tam Distillery was born of its founders, Can... What the fuck? Seriously, you're just going to write the same thing on the back. Can-do spirit and 200 years of Scottish industry. Can-do, Tam-do. <clears throat> Today, Tam-do 10-year-old embodies the same intrepid approach, matured exclusively in sherry oak casks. We ensure every drop is as magnificent now as it was then. Nose. The softness of vanilla and sugared almonds, balanced by fresh oak and cinnamon. Palate. Mm. Bursting with fruit and spice, gently yielding to toffee and the richness of sherry oak. Finish. Mm. Fruit and vanilla linger, becoming pleasantly drying, finally unveiling the merest wisp of peat smoke. Mm. I, you know, there's just enough. Yeah, there's just enough real there, and it's just vague enough with its spice bullshit that you're like, yeah, okay, I won't call cork dorkery, but it ain't right. No. the fruit part, I'm like, uh... No, I got I got the fruitcake for sure. Like, it's like fucking fruitcake to me. Yeah, but fruit... I, I Just because the word fruit is in fruitcake does not, to me, make it fruity. You know? <clears throat> I suppose if I had to sum it up after yeah, after that exquisite reading of the uh, or, or label, it would be thus. Uh, Tamdu, uh, we do not have two centuries of experience. And it shows. Tamdu. Whatever. I really do more like Tamdu. <laughs> I really would not have called this a SpaceX. That's the other part. I I would have. I like I. I mean, without looking at it just from the nose, I, I pegged it as a SpaceX. It, yeah, it, it doesn't have. I mean, I'm not gonna. Obviously, it is a SpaceX. I know where the Tamdu Distillery is, but I'm I'm like the the things that to me leap out as a I'm a space side. Oh, really it's weren't. got everything that leaps out says I'm a space side. I mean, it's got that shitty fruit fruit taste that I <laughs> fucking hate. Uh, Note to self: Give Dave space side for Christmas. I mean, there's 44 percent of the distilleries in Scotland are fucking space side, so you're. Probably can just throw a dart at a bottle of scotch and it's that, a space side. Well, yes. I'm, I'm not denying its point of origin. Throwing a dart is likely to make the scotch fall out. That'd be bad. No, it's just going to ruin the box. I do have a follow-up question for Dave. Yeah. How big is your dart? Um, how do you really feel about it? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so now that we're at the, the, the time of the, the scoring... We'll have Dave go last. <laughs> then you're going first. Well played... Well played, assholes. Well played. <laughs> yep, yep. This is our move. No, that that's fine. Um, yeah, this this was not my most favorite thing ever. Um, I think Dave is crying more than he needs to, but you know, he's want to do that from time to time. Um, in the right setting, in the right mood, this would be fine. It's not certainly going to be a go-to. I'm going to give it a 2.8. I think uh, you you read my mind on that, um, uh, Sedius. Um, I I believe just because it was you know a bit har- a bit more harsh than the uh, than the first one that we tried, 
and the fact that this was the first spirit that uh, I find that you can actually pair well with a Morrissey CD. Um, <laughs> I will also go you mean with burned the, an effigy <laughs> with a two eight. Um, I'm in the same ballpark and the same reasoning. Uh, I am giving it my slight bonus for the bottle shape, so I'm going to go uh, two eight two. And the Russian judge? Crazy. What does the Russian judge say? Crazy. Well, we'll start <laughs> with the fact that I fucking poured out the rest of my drink into Perrin's glass. That tells you how little I liked it. Um, <clears throat> so, just by that sheer fact, you knew it wasn't getting a two. <laughs> um, that being said, I've had worse. Uh, not much, though. It gets a solid one six. Wow. <clears throat> this was a miserable fucking drink that I would feed to people who didn't like anise just to piss them the fuck off. Bring it to con, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's some possibility of that. But here's I, here's what you need to do with that one. Well, or or another that's that we rate low is bring it. S- tell people that it's a special um, distilling and it was a very expensive and see if you can get them to all say how amazing they thought it was. What do you mean like most people do with wine? Yeah. This came from a small dis- uh, wine- <clears throat> a small winery in the south of France. Uh, it made two pressings before it was destroyed in a fire oh, and the owner was killed by termites, and you know it's very rare. I believe the vintner's wife was pregnant that year. <clears throat> no, this is amazing. That's pretty much how everybody thinks of the American ones until they say how old, how long they've been aging, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, that's just crap." It's like you liked it thirty seconds ago when you thought it was a twelve-year. I'm telling you it's age nine months and you're like this is shit week and a half <laughs> and then yeah. that's why so many distilleries are not putting age statements on there because no. everyone now has this silly notion that age is what matters and we've proven time and time again that no really although isn't. there is a quality of maturation that yes. improves the scotch and that is the one thing that I'm really sad about with American whiskey makers I would love to try some of the whiskeys aged eight years. Jefferson. Ten years. Just up. Jefferson reserves, they go up to size 21. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it would suddenly make them all astounding, but I'd I mean, love to Jefferson see Reserve President's Edition is, is pretty solid. Right, but those, those are bourbons, though, and that's a... That's still an American whiskey. Yeah. I mean, the only real difference, but I mean, we can get into the differences between the different makings of bourbon and... Yeah. American whiskey and whatnot, but really it's just, it's a, it's either a corn mash or a rye mash or barley. 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 I mean, you've got those, those three options really. And I just, I just really would like to try, I mean, not, not because I think they'd be amazing, Mm -hmm. but because I really wish I could try eight, 10 or 12 on some of these. And I mean, it sounds like there's some that, that do go, but most of them, you know, it is nine months and whatever, and I'm yeah. I'm always just like, 
I'm not saying I hate it. Is starting to to do put yeah. on larger ages because yeah. because they're starting to get a connoisseur's market. The problem is is that the American market hasn't supported. Uh, well, aging, and I totally, part. I totally and, get that um, if you're a new distillery, it's it's really hard to hold back a sufficient volume of your annual production yeah. to age. It also depends on the tax laws in the state too, and whether you get taxed on it before you can bottle it or not. So your cash flow might fuck you too. Yeah, I I am totally under. I totally get why a lot of these aren't aren't options for distilleries. I mean, I feel like Panther up in. Uh, uh, just up 94. I feel like they, they've they got a three-year, maybe. Or maybe they were working on it when I last talked to them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of call for it. Yeah. And even, like, as far as the bourbons are concerned, you only see a couple distilleries really dabbling in it. And that's, you know, and, and you're paying decent money for it. Oh. You know, you're, you're 18, 21, you're paying 100 bucks for it. You're, you're 10, 12, you're paying about 50 bucks for it. But, you know, with bourbon pricing the way that they are now, uh, that's not even an, an exorbitant price anymore. Yeah. Bourbon used to be just dirt fucking cheap, although you could still get a good bottle of Four Roses, which I, I love the cheapest bottle of Four Roses you can get. That's a drinking bourbon if I ever had one. Uh, you can get that for 20 bucks for, for uh, a, if, a fifth. And if I ever, you know, win stupid lottery money, um, one thing I'm going to do is is go to each of these distilleries and say, "Hey, look, set aside a barrel. Buy a barrel. Well, yeah, buy it, set aside, whatever. I may, you know, parents' aging barn, whatever. I mean, I would I would just get an aging barn and then I would just start buying fucking barrels and having them shipped to my goddamn barn. Yeah. Although that does change the that that homogenizes the, yeah. the. So that's why I'm thinking if you have it in each distillery aging a barrel for you, you're getting a more true representation. But, if you have stupid money, you can do stupid things like say, I want you to put aside three barrels for every, you know, distillery that you can call, and then I want you to mess around and try and make me the best you can out of those three barrels. I don't care if it's stupid expensive. I have stupid money. True story, I work at a country club and people do that all the time. Stupid money makes stupid things happen. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I could tell you some stories about my ex. I can too. But a bump. Now what you meant? I get it. No, no, I actually have an ex one myself. But hey, all right, I, I see where you're going with it. It's comedy gold. What's wrong um, with it? <laughs> um. So, vlogging. Uh, any, are we at the point of... Yeah, I'd, I'd say we're at the flog. So, uh, being June, uh, I don't know that I really have anything overly exciting to mention. Um, obviously, Convergence is coming up early July. Um, Convergence is evident! We have the uh, standard Fearless stuff. The first Tuesday... Or, I'm sorry, the second Tuesday is Lab. The third Thursday is Double Blind. Uh, I, again, do not recall when Fearless Presents is this month. I, am, I highly encourage you to go to the website, find out when Fearless Presents is going to be. Uh, you know, I'm not even sure that I know what the show is this month, because I Funny. have been knee-deep in convergent stuff, wrapping things up, so I've, I've not been paying as much attention to Fearless. Um, it will be but, funny. But it will be funny. It absolutely will be funny. Uh, so uh, go and check that out. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I've got anything specific in June. Uh, if, random exception, I, I, I do have a friend who moved to New Mexico uh, coming back to town touring um, with her music. So uh, go, go on the internet and look for Vonnie Kyle uh, and check out either of the two shows that she's going to be playing in Minneapolis in June. She's got one in the uh, beginning of the month and she's got something uh, closer to the mid or tail end of the month. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to hit both dates, but I, I don't know that that's going to it's gonna happen but I I kickstarted her first EP and I'm hoping she'll have a copy of her second one on her uh, as part of this tour so uh, I will be uh, starting a job between this podcast and the next podcast starting a new job it's not really something anyone can go and enjoy except myself but you know thought I'm I'd no longer working for the idiots who took over your good job that you used to have that's true yep and Dave's gonna be on tour yeah, I'm uh, Roadie? Virginia, Virginia, California, Florida, I think. Maybe you'll work it out before you get on a plane. He, he, yeah. He's getting around like he does. Well, yeah, they're sending me to two different parts of Virginia, too, so that's great. I have to figure out where. There are two parts to Virginia? Yeah, there's oh, the D.C. part. I was going to say, there's, there's, the West, there's West Virginia. That's a different part of Virginia. No. Right now, there's people there. Well, I would say there's people listening to this podcast who are threatening my life. But there Except are. There, there are. <laughs> Your life isn't worth anything. And there's no one from Virginia or West Virginia listening. Uh, highly unlikely. No, that, you know, it, 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 it would uh, it made more sense to me if uh, this was a moonshine podcast to get that, uh, that uh, Virginia, West Virginia, Appalachia. Audience, that again, if it's, if it's an Appalachian audience, do they even get Spotify up there? Yes. I don't know. Yes, they do. I have a buddy who has a distillery up in up in Appalachia. Oh, a distillery or a that's a distillery. Barn. It's a it's an actual. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you about him off the air. Okay. But we need to wrap the show, and so. Uh, Need to have a toast. And, uh. Guest, if you've listened. Oh, no, no, the tradition is the last person here, right? Isn't, isn't that the tradition? We can do that. <laughs> sure. We can, we can fuck with parent. Let's see. I have a toast. I'll wait for the, uh. Here's to aging, something I've never experienced. I hope you all enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs>